Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In addition to being the superb voice of the St. Louis Cardinals on Bally Sports, is also one of the most charitable and philanthropic people in our community. Uh, what he does is is heroic. And today, Dan will have his golf tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation, kids with, with special needs around the St. Louis metro area. And uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, that I love him and that, that we love him is because, Dan, you do so much, and I know that you guys are going to surpass a magical number today. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, good morning, Randy. Thanks for uh, the kind words. Uh, there's so many people behind the scenes that really make this thing go. So they deserve the credit and the kids are amazing kids and a lot of neat things have, have come out of this, but, uh, that number would be, hopefully we surpass, uh, $5 million and it's the uh, 20th anniversary of, uh, this tournament. And, um, so we've done this for 20 years and we'll be very, very close to raising $5 million and every single penny goes to, uh, kids with special needs and their families. So, to put it in perspective, the average cost to raise, uh, a quote unquote, a normal kid is it's expensive. It's probably like three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollars by the time they're eighteen. But for a kid that has special needs, it's well over a million dollars. Um, it's very very expensive, and it's things like hearing aids and wheelchairs and you know specialty classrooms and special teachers, those kind of things. So it gets very very expensive, and the motto of the Special Education Foundation is when the tax dollars stop, we step in. So we're writing checks and helping out a lot of kids and families and, and having a lot of fun doing it, too. So this will be a lot of fun today. Well, then that's an awesome, awesome thing that you're doing. And thank you for taking time to join us this morning. And, and if you could see our text line, Dan, you would you would understand the frustration with some of the Cardinals <laughs> fans. And I, I, I just want to know, were you surprised? Hey, yeah, Gary, hold yeah. on. Go I got, got Twitter. I got Twitter. (laughs) Are you receiving some of the blame as well? I mean, I think it's everybody's fault at this point. Yeah, I think the frustration, and I get it. Um, I I thought the two keys in the series were, unfortunately for the Cardinals, they were going to face Wheeler and Nola. And two, and most importantly from the Cardinals side, was that your big guys, Arnato and Goldie, got to show up. And they were quiet at the end of the season, and they were quiet, really quiet, in the two games against the Phillies. And that kind of sums it up. I mean, the Cardinals' pitching was fine. Cardinals' pitching kept them in games, with the exception of the the final inning of Game One and Game Two. They were there. I mean, they gave up four hits in Game Two and lost. So you know, outside of that ninth inning and the uh, blow up with Helsley, it just it, it came down to they just didn't hit. They just did not hit, and. Uh, they go in now to a, fr- a frustrating offseason trying to figure things out. 
Hey, Danny, I wanted to get your opinion on analytics because I feel that uh, it ruins some of the best aspects of sports at times. And I, I say that seeing that Quintana was really dealing. He had 75 pitches. He just struck out Schwarber. And I know there's this thought of not letting the guy see a, a lineup the third time around. Are you a person that believes that the analytics have to always take place? Or do you feel like that Quintana could have kept going in that in that instance? Well, my personal feeling was I would have left him in the game. Now, that goes against every analytic that's out there. Now, I talked to Ali the next day in the uh, clubhouse and, and his office. Ali is, let me say this too, Ali is fantastic with uh, what I'm trying to do and other guys that are really close to the team. And so I said to him, did you give any thought to letting Quintana go? Because I'm also a believer in the eye test. And I think that sometimes guys have a, and you know, Kerry, you played. I mean, there's days, and I'm sure on certain Sundays, you felt a lot better than others. Mm-hmm. And the analytics may have said, don't don't let him touch the ball, don't let him do this, that, and the other. But you were like, man, I, I feel great, and I'm playing great. And I felt that way with Quintana. Now, having said that, I'm an outlier anymore in baseball. So the uh, the reality was, because I even said to him, you know, I was surprised that if you're going with the analytics, you don't let him face even Schwarber. And he said, absolutely. He said the analytics said to take him out way before that. And so he, he actually pushed past what the analytics would say to do and kept him in to face Schwarber. And this is what Ollie does, and I, and I love it. And he says to me, he says, what would you have done? I said, I'd have kept him in. And he said, I get that. He said, and I understand that. And he said, but this is what the analytics said to do. I actually pushed him past what the analytics wanted us to do. Um, and I felt good enough with our bullpen that we'd get the job done. Now, the thing that you can look at is when you, when you decide to take that starter out early, you're going to have to rely heavily on your bullpen, which they had to. Um, you could have pushed Gallegos on the opposite end of Helsley, you could have asked him to get maybe two more uh, two more outs and not asked Helsley to go beyond the one inning, which he hadn't done since maybe late August, early September. I mean, there's a lot of ways to break it down, but here's the bottom line is, Ryan Helsley just didn't get the job done. And when I asked Ali, I said, well, was he hurt? He said no. I asked him, had he tested breaking balls prior to the, uh, the appearance of being put on the roster? The answer was yes. So... If, if, and, he, and he came back in and told Ollie they had a you know, meeting that day, and he said, I, I feel good. I'm not hurt. Well, the, the closer just didn't get the job done. And so Goldie didn't get, get the job done. Arenado didn't. And Ryan Helsley didn't. And those are three of your main guys that just didn't, didn't play well in the two games, and that's why they're, they're not advancing. Dan, the only home team in the wild card round that won was Cleveland, uh, the, the Guardians sweeping uh, their series. Toronto lost, the Mets lost, the Cardinals lost. And uh, it seems to me that there's going to have to be a tweaking of this, uh, of this format, and not that the Cardinals would have won with a different format. I do think it's kind of unfair for the third division winner to have to be grouped in to the, the, the wild card round. I think the third division winner that plays in the wild card round should have two chances to win. I think they should start with a one nothing lead in the series. I don't know if I agree with that, Randy, and I, I, because you are getting home field advantage, and I understand what you're saying is like home field advantage has not made a difference. Um, but I, I just think like, hey, you got home field advantage. There's a premium on on winning your division. That's that's what you get when you get in that wild card round. 
even though if you're the third seed, you you know you don't get to to uh, have the bye. I, I just I don't know if I agree with that. I think you you have to go in and look. If you're that good, you should win those games anyway. If you're mm-hmm. at home and you're the Mets, you should beat the Padres. If you're that good, and especially if you got Degrom and Scherzer going, it's just baseball is so weird. I, I don't know. And I, and I understand where you're going with this. And just having been around it so much, it is so weird. And you've been around it forever, Randy. I, you know all these different scenarios that pop up. It's crazy. Weird things happen with this game. And I'm not sure you can make it to say, we're going to give a clear-cut advantage to this team because they won. Like I, I, What I'm really fascinated with is I think that teams that had to sit now for a while and watch – and it's kind of like the effect of Detroit in 06 with the Cardinals when they had to sit around and wait. What effect will that have on teams? Mm-hmm. Is that beneficial to sit around for four or five days and then all of a sudden you got to amp it up against teams that have been you know, playing do-or-die baseball, win or go home? I'm not so sure. Now, they may, they, they're going to be hamstrung in the fact that they can't line up their number one more than likely. However... Um, I do think that there's something. It's kind of like when you've had the wild card the last few years that had to play playoff baseball for six weeks just to get in, and now they're hot, and they're the hottest team in that tournament, and then they make a run. I think you may see some of that as we go forward with this. And, and I, So my point is I just don't know if there's a perfect way to do this. It, it does reward you to allow you to be home, and, and maybe that's just the best way to do it. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I also think, by the way, that in the next series, I would not be surprised to see, because the Phillies will get Wheeler twice uh, against Atlanta, and they'll they'll get to throw Nola against Atlanta as well. If you get those three, that might be three wins for you. Would I be surprised if Philadelphia would beat Atlanta because of their starting pitching? I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't either. Um, And the one thing that the Phillies did, I think that needs to be pointed out, uh, Boehm played well defensively. And this was a bad defensive team in the regular season. And he made some really good plays at third base. So if they can field the baseball, they'll have a shot. Because, you know what, Harper will walk into one, maybe Schwarber will walk into one, and you win a game one nothing because of those two guys. And Aaron Nola, by the way, I don't think this has gotten enough attention. He had 235 strikeouts in the regular season. He had 29 walks. He was the first guy since 1884 to do that to have 230 strikeouts and under 30 walks in a season. 1884 was the last time it happened. He's not going to win the Cy Young, but he should be in consideration and get some votes for the kind of dominance that he put together in the regular season. So he was tough to handle. Wheeler obviously was great. So, you know what, the Cardinals got shut down by good pitching, and, and that's what you need. you got to have good pitching when you get into postseason play. And then I wanted to get your thoughts on the game last night between the Mets and the Padres. Uh, I think it was a sixth inning. Showalter asked for, for Musgrove to be checked. Uh, no substance, no foreign substance was found. Is there Should there be a rule where if the manager calls for that type of check, that if there's nothing found, the manager should be ejected from the game? Because that was really a delay tactic to kind of slow up Musgrove, no? Yeah, oh, for sure it was. It was the gamesmanship of just trying to, to distract him and get him out of his rhythm and maybe get into his head. I don't know. It's part of the sport. I, I think it, it's a bad look for, for Showalter and the Mets. Honestly, I, I don't think it's a good look for them. They just couldn't hit him. I mean, the guy has been dominant. If you go back to his last six starts, he's been one of the best pitchers in, in all of the, the league and certainly in the National League. So they just ran into a guy that's been dominant and was dominant last night. 
Um, I don't know how you would also rule that. I mean, does he get ejected? Do you maybe lose a challenge? Maybe that's yeah. something that needs to be looked at. Um, but yeah, I think it, it would deter you if you're a manager. You got to have some kind of deterrent from just going out there and saying, "Hey, I want this guy checked just because we suspect something." Um, but I, I'm with you because it's kind of embarrassing when you wake up this morning and you made that move and you got your your butt kicked. And they did; they got their butt mm-hmm. kicked in that series. And all of a sudden, you were trying to do that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of Mickey Mouse. Hey, Dan, one more thing before we let you go. 25 years as the voice of the Cardinals on TV. How did this season stack up for you in terms of, A, storylines, and B, magical moments? I think it's the best. Um, I thought the 4 season was as good as it gets because the team had the MB3 of Edmonds rolling and and, and Albert and uh, Yachty came into his own because he, he wound up making his debut that season. And the team just didn't lose. Randy, I mean, you, you remember, I mean, the, the starters never had a time that they did not take a turn in their rotation until the very end of the season because of a doubleheader. And I think Danny Heron got called up that year and made mm-hmm. a start against the Pirates in a day game at Old Bush. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I remember Julian Tavoli out his hat. I think he was in that start speaking of foreign substances, and it was all over the, the hat. They had to track down the fan. Anyway, I digress. Um, I think that was the best season for, for that year. But uh, in terms of just the the storyline of Albert and Yachty going out, and in particular the second half of Albert Pujols, um, that was awesome. And the way that it ended with, you know, Albert's final home run, he passes Babe Ruth, his final hit, in the regular season, he picks up two runs batted in. His final hit of all uh, is, in, you know, his career is a base hit. Season on the line with two outs. Yachty gets a base hit um, on Saturday. There's just a lot of neat things that happen, and they set the all-time battery mate mark. Um, and we'll see what happens with Wayno. My gut tells me he's coming back, but I, I don't. I don't think you could have a better season in regular season play than what we saw this this past year. I really don't. It was awesome. You did great work, and as always, you were magnificent, and you are for our community. Have fun in Norwood today, and congratulations on passing that $5 million mark for the Special Education Foundation. I appreciate it, Randy. Good job with you and Carrie. I love listening to you guys, and uh, we'll catch you up next week. You bet, Daniel. Thank you. That is a great Dan McLaughlin joining us on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.